Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Human Touch Podcast. On today's episode, episode nine, we're talking about human accountability. And as always, joining me is my man, Tommy. Tommy, we've waited nine episodes for this one episode, episode nine, human accountability. How excited are you to tie it all together? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, we talked about, we mentioned accountability, um, I think in episode two, or the episode, yeah, episode two, we mentioned um our journey through two and and personal strengths, um, and I uh, I remember talking about um, evaluating yourself um, as versus doing a personal assessment, um, and with that personal evaluation, um, you hold yourself accountable to where you did good and where you didn't. So we've been talking about it for a while. I'm glad we could focus on it today. Absolutely. Let's get right into it. Today's source, our source will be by Corey Tao, TomMedia.com. It's called Personal Accountability, What Is It? And according to this article, personal accountability looks like this. What do we do, what we say we are going to do for our customers and each other? We are thoughtful, then we make commitment to seek an understanding of what is required. When we make a commitment, we do whatever we can to fill that commitment. If we are not able to meet a commitment, we communicate that as soon as possible, and we don't play the blame game. We think of ourselves as a victim mindset. Instead, we look for opportunities to change our situation and take action to be a catalyst for positive change. So there's just some examples to lead us off. Let's start off with, though, I've come to terms about taking responsibility. We accept and complete the responsibility of our behavior. Tommy, give us a little background on just that first step of taking and owning up to it. I know it is a hard first step. We understand, guys, it's not going to be easy. But what's the real truth here and the anthropological perspective on taking responsibility at its core level? Well, um, I look at it like if you can get yourself up, get yourself up off the couch, then you can get any of these things done that we've talked about from our, our opening intro to who we were to now. Uh, that and, and you were right. I mean, that is the hardest part is starting. Um, I think that becomes a big mountain or wall to climb sometimes and um you know it's like anything else in life if you want something bad enough you're going to find a way to make it happen um and then once you you know get up off the couch and you figure out what your why is then all these steps that we're giving you are going to be ways that are going to keep you in the game you know um and and we haven't really talked about that starting point That's, that's good i'm glad that we're talking about it now because um that's so important um, anyway, um, where we're at today um, is looking at holding ourselves accountable for the good and the bad, um, more in the bad than the good, I think, honestly. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting into some of the uh, some of the traits of being accountable. Yeah, so let's let's dive into that right now. And I, I think before we go any further. Tommy made a great point. It is the first step. We we are going to take it step by step. Let's look at this. Uh, The first step, like we talked about, is the responsibility of our behavior. Let me get a little bit more into what that says, according to uh, Mr. Tao here in in the uh, article. No more excuses. No more fingerprints. Accepting responsibility is become fully aware, exerting control of your behavior through your choices. Additionally, you accept the consequences of the choice you make while taking the good with the bad. This is about ownership. Real quick about ownership, and I'll give it to Tommy here. Guys, ownership is about what you are doing. 
in the current moment. Right, whatever you did, whatever you were doing, you have to take ownership of that. Right, you are the sole responsibility and the sole purpose of what happened. Don't put the finger on somebody else. Don't play the victim. Don't go for a a knockout punch. There's no point. At the end of the day, that's only going to hurt your mindset. It progresses backward, which we talked about in the last episode, how it hurts your forward thinking. And you eventually don't have the right ethics tying every episode together here. To where you don't you don't have a, a clean and regardable approach to what you're doing. Tommy, a little bit, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but give us, from what I just said there on that little paragraph, your thoughts and uh, our responsibility and not playing the blame game. Kind of weave that together for our audience right there. Yeah, sure. Um, I think this episode will be about a lot of hard truths about this journey that we're on, you know. Um, and the first line of this has no more excuses and no more finger pointing. Um, you know, folks, at some point um, on your path, you have to decide that you're either going to sit down or you're going to stand up. And that's the cold, hard truth of it. All these other things, they only happen, and you only get these opportunities when you choose to stand up. You know, you know, and I'm going to use a, a naughty word here, Kevin, but I read somewhere that true progress is us finally getting fed up with our own bullshit. That's fine. And, and you know, um, I think that that's a cold, hard truth here. We're finally tired of, you know, um, at failing at these half-planned opportunities opportunities that we we contrive um giving up you know falling back into the same habits over and over again until you're tired of that and until you're tired you're tired of failure um then a lot of things that we're saying are are not going to be successful as they could be if you were fully invested i guess is what i'm saying I think that's taking responsibility um, is being becoming fully invested in what and um, what you're doing for yourself and what you're going to do for your future. No more excuses. Um, the choices that you make are responsible for, good and bad. Um, and it's it's time to stand up and say, you know what, I made a mistake. Um, next time, I'll uh, ask more questions and try to you know exceed expectations uh, a little better. So. Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, that's a perfect uh, segue into the next thing, right? We we meet or exceed agreed upon expectations. We'll talk about two two things that I think uh, that'll be more important. But back to what you were saying, right, about cut it out. Cut those excuses out. Cut the tomfoolery out. Cut, cut whatever is going on in your life that's not progressing you for it out. Because the moment you cut it out is the moment you start to explore and find new meaning to the past. Right, the past is, the past will always be there. It's up to you to figure out what path you want to take, though. And let's go on to that. According to this article, of course, from me, back home on this uh, we meet or exceed agree upon expectations. And the two things I look for is encourage uh, feedback regarding your performance and use the feedback to improve your performance. Of course, we, you already mentioned the meet expectations and know the expect, expectation rules and results. But these last two times, I think it's important, the self-reflection aspect, especially when it comes to accountability. You really, it's either you have it or you don't in, in the beginning stages of trying to be accountable. But how can you improve that when it comes to feedback? Talk to us from an anthropological perspective how important feedback is with accountability. 
Well, it's a gauge. I mean, you know, you can gauge yourself when you're doing self-assessment or evaluation. Um, right. You can gauge your progress. You can gauge what you're not really, um, you know, peeking out at, you know, for a lack of better terminology. Um, and to to get honest, brutal truth, you've got to have feedback, right? I mean, you've got to have somebody from an outside perspective to say, yeah, you really slacked off on that and, and it, you know, working harder at it or being more focused on it would probably get you better results. Um, and then the next thing it says right below it is use the feedback offer to improve your performance, you know. Um, so what does that say, really? That says you're going to get constructive criticism and you're not going to like it. But you have to take it in, you know, put it where it needs to go and keep on walking like we talked about in our last episode, right? Uh, I think it's it's all about keep going, keep walking that fine line, right? Keep keep finding that line. Always find new. Perse- lines. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's perseverance, perseverance and and persistence, right? Yep, there it is, right? It's all coming together, guys. Most a lot of this episode will be references or, or moments back to previous episodes, just for your guys' information. I think it's I think it's important to say right now we're trying to really bring episode nine, episode two to eight, tie it together. If I if I'm if I'm having that right, a little uh, little basket weaving as we talked about. Uh, another thing here, you know, we already talked about admitting mistakes as, as the first step. Let's look at this one. I thought this was interesting. Uh, according to this article, again, we are willing to take risk, which was like risk management last episode, and have to make things better within one area of our organization or influence. We admit limitations of knowledge. We know what we don't know. It's okay not to know everything. It takes a lot of courage to admit you don't know something when the easy thing to, to do is fake it. Personal accountability explains, and I don't know, but I'll find out the behavior. Tommy, talking about that, that mindset, uh, fake it from an anthropological perspective, and how we can turn fake it to make it real. You mean turn fake it into make it? Yeah, there you go. That's the word. Thanks, man. All right. You got it, buddy. Um, okay, so I love this. Um, it says, we're willing to take risks and attempt to make things better within our area of influence or the broader organization, work or personal. Um, I like to focus on the personal, um, but, I, you know, that'll be as holistic as possible. Um, we just talked about being open to taking risks in our last episode, didn't we? As a um, as a forward thinker, yeah. So we're just lining them all up here. You know what I mean? To, to link in everything, we're basket weaving, right? Um, yeah. Well, we have to take risks to go forward in life. And if we go back again, we'll say that we talked about planning for risk in the in the plan, planning for failure in the in the bigger picture, in the bigger plan. So we've, we're already prepared for it. Um, but I think more in this episode, I think we need to look at um, being humble about what we can and we can't do and being honest about it with ourselves, right? I mean, the next thing says we admit limitations of knowledge because we know what we don't know. And um, yeah. I think some of our influence and some of our, our, um, our passion about bettering some of these things about ourselves come from the examples of, you know, situations or, or times when people really don't act that way. And that's what the, the article says. Um, it's okay not to know everything. It takes a lot of courage to admit you don't know something when the easy thing to do is to fake it. Um, 
you know, faking it might work in the moment. It might, you know, pacify a situation momentarily, but in the bigger picture of things, people are going to remember you for that. You know, so you just kind of say what you have to say to get through a moment or a situation. It's going to come back. You know, when it means something, it's going to come back. So um, here in our in our situation here, personal accountability exhibits, uh, I don't know, but I'll find out behavior. And I think you're much more respected that way. And, and in the long run, it's going to do you well. Um, to not know what you were talking about if you try to fake it and be transparent or be honest and say, you know what, I don't know. But the least I can do is go figure it out and I'll come back and, like, and we'll talk it through or whatever. You know, So that's my little two cents. I think it's a good two cents, man. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to always find the new the – new, uh, limitations, right? Knowing the new limits and boundaries, but also not pushing it off. Exploring those risks is all right. Right? Going above and beyond, that's all right. And, and we'll talk about that here in, in the second article. This first article, we're just trying to get you guys into the thinking mindset of accountability. And, and with that being said, the last thing I want to talk about here is uh, procrastination. Now, let's, let, let's look at this word from various meanings. Procrastination simply means Putting it off. I mean, let's or, or slacking on to the point where I forgot and, and eventually lead to consequences. And let's and exactly right as this article says, according to personal personal accountability. What is it, like Mr. Tao? This one sounds like what work can I put off in the hopes someone else picks up for me? This is characterized by team members who allow opportunities to slip by, delay action until the last minute or until it's too late. And from the action side, Tommy, that can be detrimental. Right, putting it off till, till tomorrow, right, when tomorrow is not guaranteed, putting it off till next week when you know you got to get this done within three days. How important is that to put it, to put it in right now rather than put it off tomorrow? Well, just for the record, um, Kevin offered a contrast in our, in our, in our conversation. Um, right. Up until that point, we were, we were discussing things that are benefits. You know what I mean? Um, take the risk, admit what you know and what you don't know, things like that. All those were, were, were positive ways to approach being accountable. Procrastination is, is a little bit of a contrast to that, and it, and it shows kind of ways that we're not um, holding ourselves accountable for being accountable, right? right. Um, procrastination is one of those big examples of that. Um, just do as little as possible to get by and not really cause any ripples or whatever, that also gets noticed, too, as well in the long run. Uh, you know, serious people will, will know you for, you know, just putting out minimal effort. Um, you know, playing the blame game is another. Um, who dropped the ball? You know, who, you know who's going who's gonna to say they did this? You know, finger pointing. You know, we talked about that a second ago. Um, you know, the better question to ask in that situation is what's the best outcome from here if we pull together versus doing it apart. Um, you know, if you're deflecting accountability to someone else, um, when things go wrong, it's always somebody else's fault. Um, having a victim mindset, I think we talked about that a second ago as well, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That's a that's another good example in this set of, of the contrast. Um, I mean, it's up to us to choose if, if we're going to procrastinate and, you know, not really 
put in 100% and be known for that. And if you can live with that, then, you know, okay. But I think at, at the Human Vision Touch, we're, we're striving to be the, the better citizen, not only just a better human, but, you know, um, what that old saying, you know, a contributing member of society, but maybe maybe in a more holistic way, you know, maybe, um, you know, not only mental, but, you know, spiritual, emotional, you know, social. Um, I think our ultimate goal when we started talking about this was to, to, to be that better person for for every great personal reason that you can have. So I kind of went on a rant there, but um, you choose what you want to do. And, and all these goals that we've set and all these things that, that, that we're, we're doing um, are for all of us to grow at the same time. Um, and, and I hope that we still entertain you in that fashion. So this is a great um, article, by the way, from medium.com. Uh, Mr. Tao really hit the nail on the head with the great examples of how to gain personal accountability and get on that track and maybe some examples that we can all use down the road that when we're doing something like procrastinating or, you know, blaming somebody else, we can say, yeah, you know what, we talked about that. And um, we can find ways to, to more efficiently get back on the right track and get back on the path. Right. And, and, and the reason why I use that strategy for you guys out there, I'm going to give a little host tip. And I'm also going to uh, talk about the reason why I said procrastination is it's a hard truth. Listen, everyone, everyone will at some point in their life put something off. Right? Or even if you even if you say, "Well, I've never done it," right? We all admit we've all done it at least once in our life. We get it. However, the reason why we did that is we we have to understand that not everything is roses and sunshine, guys. This episode is really about the hard truth. Uh, everything we're doing here from episode two to nine. It's building you guys up for putting away those things, by right? putting away the blame game, putting away things that you might think are great, but in reality they're only going to deter your uh, your personal growth. Ministry. So that's why I did it. It's a little contrast. Tommy hit right to the head. It's a good way to break the mood as we move into another article right here. Let's go to the second article, happensforwellbeing.com. And right off the bat, man, uh, they really hit us off with some key valid points. What is personal accountability? And according to this HabitsForWellBeing.com article, I see personal personal accountability as an ongoing habitual commitment to yourself, what is important to you through. Some key points. Continually choosing consciously to take ownership for your life. We talked about that a little bit. Taking responsibility, holding yourself accountable. But right here, obligation, right off the bat, a duty that usually comes with consequences. The willingness, taking action because we want to, not because we have to, and then the intent, the purpose behind the plan of desired outcome. How important is obligation, the first thing, right, that first main point, to not only accountability, but to keeping yourself accountable for the consequences, right? It's easy to hold yourself accountable for good good work and good things when the consequences come. Talk about how obligation from an anthropological perspective can really be a, a, a mindset builder for life and for your own accountability. Yeah, I mean, it says that um, the, this little part of the article, um, just to confirm, was was talking about accountability in the medical field. Um, so you would think that, you know, having a job like that, you would probably want to be very accountable, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, malpractice and things of that nature. But anyway, um, uh, she says that um, 
Accountability in the medical field indicates there are a number of different definitions of accountability, and each of them involve five key ideas, and the very first one is obligation. And it says a duty that usually comes with consequences. Um, again, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe the underlying theme of, of accountability is hard truth, but I'm, I'm here to give it to you. Um, the word obligation uh, means that you have made a right-minded decision to do something. And then if you don't see it through or do it, there will be consequences. And I think we talked about consequences and, and how to deal with them in a prior episode as well. But, you know, that word has to mean something to you, obligation. It has to have weight and needs to be tangible. If it doesn't mean anything, then the consequences won't mean anything. And what are you even doing this for? So, you know, um, obligation is, is the first part of becoming accountable. There's no way around it. You, you, you're obliged to do something, right? You, you, you've given yourself a duty, and that duty is going to come with consequences, so it has to mean something. Um, and I think that's sort of the willingness part, too, that comes in right behind it. You know, taking action because we want to, not because we have to. Um, and it, when, it's, when it's worded like that, then the obligation is a lot easier, or it feels a lot easier, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, obligation. Either It either means something or it doesn't, and, you know. I agree. I, I think it's a, uh, it's a it's a tough pill to swallow, guys, that obligation is the first thing we're talking about here, but in reality, how are we going to grow, right? We're here. We're here for a progressive state, and if we don't talk about these things now, we'll never get to where we need to be. Maybe with willingness, I want to touch on that real quick. Uh, to, to be willing, right, to have the willpower and sheer force to get things done and to be accountable for yourself, it really requires the action. Whether you like it or not, action is in everything we do. And uh, if we don't have that right re- action, the opposite reaction could be detrimental. But if, even if we have the wrong action, we learn and grow from the obligation. You get that. That's a good way to basically those two uh, thoughts in together. But let's uh, let's move on to something else in this article. Uh, this this is a really cool uh, thing that I thought, thought was just really fascinating. It's another source kind of. This this author said, uh, according to HabitsRollBeing.com, I came across the book The 85% Solution: How Personable Accountability Guarantees Success. No nonsense, no excuses by Linda Galindo. And the book Linda focused on three similar key elements of personal accountability. And it's coming from the book here. And I will definitely try to find this and source it for you guys if you're interested. I thought this was good, Tommy, here. Uh, personable response, personal responsibility is a before-the-fact mindset. Personal ownership and commitment to a result. Self-improvement is taking the actions and the risks they need in order to ensure that you receive the most you desire. And being accountable for results requires an after-the-fact mindset. Talk about the, the mindset here a little bit about uh, – after the fact, before the fact, and knowing what you know before is not what you're going to know after the fact. It's always hard to it's always hard to understand before the fact what's going on because hindsight's hindsight's always twenty twenty. But how can we bridge the gap between going into something that you may not understand when it comes to being accountable versus well I already have this understanding and it'll become a little bit easier to, to navigate through. I thought it was great. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got it. Two things. One, um, up in our up in the the uh, the prior little area where it says Marcia Rochelle, who has written about accountability in the medical field, and you know we just talked about that one with the five, you know, um, key ideas. The fourth one down is ownership. 
um, and this is my personal opinion, but I think that that is the, the, the very root of accountability. I think those two things are one and the same. Ownership and accountability are the same thing. Having power to control over something, and then at the bottom, commitment, dedicating ourselves to the task of goal at hand. Um, that, that, that is why we're talking about what we're talking about today. Those two things, um, I think, are the root of it. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, the book's called The 85% Solution, How Personal Accountability Guarantees Success. No nonsense, no excuses, Linda Galindo. Um, the before-the-fact uh, mindset is personal responsibility. Uh, the the before-the-fact mindset of personal ownership and commitment to a result. It's your, it's, it's your personal ownership. Um, and the difference in the two before the fact and after the fact is that before the fact is going to be more in the field of personal responsibility and after the fact mindset is going to be found being accountable for your results. It, in fact, to be accountable for your results and after the fact mindset um, is almost it's you can't do it without it. It's a requirement. So um, being accountable for your results requires an after the fact mindset of being willing to answer for the outcomes resulting from your choices, behaviors, and actions. Um, and I think a lot of times by having this mindset, um, both uh, the before the fact personal responsibility and the after the fact. Uh, mindset, uh, having those and and knowing, you know, in your soul that, okay, if I decide to do this, then at some point I'm about to answer for it. I think a lot of times we'll make way better decisions. And that's really what we're trying to do here anyway, right, is, is accumulate a lot of better decisions, um, some that help now, and as per last episode, some that help later. Right, right, right. No, I, I agree. I think, yeah. Uh... It's the evolution, right? And we talked about the evolutionary process. It takes a step-by-step approach. It takes that one day, that one minute at a time to understand what you're doing in the commitment process and the intent, pro- the intention process to get where you need to be to combine all those things and take a full holistic view on accountability, no doubt. All right, let's move a little bit down here. I thought uh, there was a couple other good things that I found interesting. According to this book, too. Uh, let's say uh, number two here. So according to habitsforwellbeing.com, helping you keep focused in your work, this is for the benefits of personal accountability, the title, helping you keep focused in your work and life and know where you are too. For example, when you know where you are up to and how much time you have, it can be easier to say yes or no to an invitation and make sure you don't overcommit yourself. I think being grounded here. We, now, this is something we have not really mentioned all day, but we have mentioned it slightly about being grounded on a level playing field. Tommy, you know this man for, I'm sure, in your field, being grounded, talking about that from an anthropological perspective. Talk about how, uh, I don't know, being grounded and how being realistic when it comes to accountability can go further than you think. And just just having that feet on the ground, taking a couple small steps to be better. Right. Um, and again, I think we kind of shifted the conversation a little bit, uh, just so the listeners are, are on, on board. Um, we talked about some some of the same elements of personal accountability in the book that we talked about. And we also 
we also talked about the the five, let's just call them traits or whatever, uh, to, to define personal accountability, you know, the obligation, willingness, and all that. Okay, so we moved. Um, now I think that we're kind of, we, we, we kind of more talk about where we see uh, benefit and, and gain from being personal accountable, right? And your example of helping you keep focused in your work and life and to know, you know, where you're at as far as those those two go. That's the benefit, right? You start when you start being accountable and 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 you know dealing with the the uncomfortable awkward situations as well as you deal with the good ones. Um, I think keeping up to where you are. Um, you know, you kind of know how to manage your life better, and I think it makes you a lot happier, and I think it decreases stress. Um, not to mention the fact of, of trust that you're building with people. I mean, this article just just knocks it out of the park here. Um, helping you manage to keep track of where you where you're what you're up to in different areas of your work and life. Um, examples being, you know, finances, uh, education, health, um, you know, job. Um, you know, let's be honest, monetary level. I mean, you know, um, I think that there's, there's numerous benefits of being personally accountable for what you do and what you don't do. Um, what does it say in the first, in its first, the first example says, um, from the book, the 85% solution book, a lack of personal accountability is at the heart of chronic stress. It saps up productivity, it wastes our time, and makes us less satisfied with our jobs, our relationships, and ourselves. Guys, that is just an hard, honest truth. Um, you know, again, I think that ownership and accountability are the same thing. So essentially what you're doing is, is you're taking ownership for your life. Um, and you're, you're taking ownership for decisions, good and bad. And you're also taking ownership for your progress and your growth and your, and your full and happy life as well. So from both sides of that, um, it, you can only be better, a better person, a better citizen, a better human. You know, by being personally accountable. The personal responsibility and the personal endeavors you endure. You know, at the end of the day, listen, guys, the personal endeavors you do and the personal responsibility does not have to be, well, it's just one or two, it's just three or four things that, that might get you better. Sometimes those one or two or three or four things don't come, right? They don't come right. They don't magically end up at your doorstep. You have to find it and work for it and put the work in. But uh, that's that's really good, man. When you when you talk about trust, stuff, you know, just trusting yourself, being grounded, and, and not going above and beyond. Sometimes, when of course going above and beyond is great, but if there are times where you don't have to go above and beyond your own accountability, you just got to take a basic accountability step to find that above and beyond meaning down the road. So be it. Situational awareness will come back into play, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, another thing, uh, of course, this article is uh, helping. You managing keep a track where you are in different areas of your working life, and building trust with people. I I think that's that's important when it comes to accountability. You know, let's think about accountability partners here for a second, and let's, let's read into here. According to HabitsWellBeing.com, building trust with people. Not sure about this. Maybe think about how you react when someone keeps an appointment and is on time, and the people who show up late. That accountability partner and, and building rapport with people. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. That matters, right? All those relationships you are starting to build, that human progression, uh, that human ethical approach, all those things are starting to come into play. How ethically responsible you are will show in the accountability of your relationships. Tommy, talk about how that accountability partner 
and building trust with the people that build rapport is just as important, if not more important in some cases, to get your jump start on accountability. Yeah. Yeah, you can only get the rapport with, with, with these what we're talking about right now, really, when you think about it, right? Um, I mean, science is, uh, science has sort of found a pattern, uh, anthropologically speaking, that uh, children who are encouraged to take personal responsibility for their actions um, also have more positive social interactions. Uh, what that means is they had more, they had healthier relationships. Um, so it, apparently, scientifically speaking, it looks like the earlier the better. Um, that when you you know take responsibility for breaking something as a kid or or whatever, that tends to uh, give you more healthy relationships going down the road. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, also, um, without without this again, without this, you can't have rapport. You, you know, you can't really. That's going to be always be a um, a little bit more difficult spot for you um, in your growth process and in your personal development plan. Um, without being being able to be accountable, building the trust with people, um, and the, the article is dead on. Um, how you feel when someone is on time or a few minutes early, you know, invested, involved in it, and when someone doesn't show up at all or shows up late. That's the truth right there. I mean, there, there's the truth of, of exactly why you would benefit from being personally accountable. That that feeling you have when, you know, you're sitting there waiting and it's like 20 minutes late or 25 minutes late and that ultimate feeling comes in and like, yeah, they're not going to show up, you know. Um, again, that, that sticks in people's heads, so... Um, if we could avoid that going forward, that'd be uh, probably a good idea. You know, for sure. I think that's, uh, I think that's important. Uh, punctuality. <laughs> punctuality and accountability. But we talked about punctuality a little bit. I think I did a couple episodes ago about just how being on time, being aware of your surroundings goes back to situational awareness. Let's say you've got to go to an appointment and you're a half hour late, but you could have went a half hour early or even an hour earlier to make up for traffic, for example. Is that traffic on you or is it on them? It's on you, right? You have to – you can't just blame the traffic. You've got to understand you could have took steps and progressive steps forward to prevent any action or reaction from happening by showing up late. That will do it for that one. Now let's get to the final thing here, Tommy, the questions for reflection. I think this will be a good way to cap it off here. Let's look at these questions. If you're a question, we'll kind of talk about these in a couple seconds. According to HabitsWellBeing.com, what does the personal accountability mean to you? How personally accountable are you? Are you on time for appointments? Do you finish when you start? Who are you accountable to in your life and work? And the last one, what external structures can you put in place to become more personally accountable? Give me a, uh, give me a, a background, man, about this, and give me a a point here for our viewers out there to, to jump in and, and use as a benchmark because there's a couple questions in here that I think have deeper meaning like the first one but what did you see in those four questions that you caught your eye from a holistic approach to give to our viewers as a jump point well to be completely honest with you um, where I live now um, in a month or two we'll probably see you know a bit of snow uh, I'm fairly sure of it so an example of what personal accountability means to me in a way is that it's up to me to get to work on time. 
it's that simple, really. I make the plans ahead of time to get myself to work on time under different situations than it's a nice day outside. I go up, I start my car, let it warm up for a second, and I leave. Typically speaking, in, in worse weather, I got to do a lot more, you know, pre-work to get to work. Got to make sure I get my car started in time to where it can warm up enough to get a lot of the snow off the windows and the and the windshield. You've got to get it off with a brush the rest of the way, you know. And then i got to take my time driving there, so i got to also add in that as well. All this is being accountable for myself and being accountable for my reputation. Um, I also wanted to say, um, yeah. ultimately, number three example, who are you accountable to in your life and work? Well, first of all, you're accountable to yourself. Um because it is all our goals here to have the healthiest, happiest life possible. Um, and I, I, I would like to think that that's what we're doing here is trying to offer better ways to achieve that. So you're accountable to yourself. You're you're accountable to your goals and, and your plans. And uh, you're accountable to your forward-thinking plans as well um, by doing what you're doing now. Only good things come from it. Um, but um, I wanted to talk about one thing real quick um, yeah. before we wrap up. Um, one of the examples from this article, um, you decide what, what is personal accountability. Um, from the book, um, Linda Galino uh, shares her own uh, wake-up call to practice personal accountability, and I thought maybe that uh, someone out there could relate to it and maybe we all kind of do in a way, but I want to share it real quick if that's okay. Um, From the 85% Solution book, Linda says, once upon a time, I was the queen of victims with a shiny scepter, a sparkling crown, and a plush velvet robe, walking up and down the runway of poor old me. Life didn't work for me. My boss was a jerk. My parents didn't encourage me. My husband was controlling. I got divorced. I complained and whined. One day, a good, smart friend put a stunningly quick stop to it by asking me a revealing question that stung me like a slap in the face. The friend said, you ever notice that all the bad things you complain about happened when you were in the room? Have you ever considered that you might have something to do with your own rotten luck? And Linda, Linda's response was, I had not. So I think the gist of that is being personally accountable in all areas of our life can be tough going sometimes. However, there are a number of benefits to choosing personal accountability. And there it is, folks. That's uh, that's the meat and potatoes of this. Um, there, there will be hard times, but in the end, it will surely make you a happier person and be well worth it. To say, yeah, I did it. So let's move on and do what we got to do to make it right. And in the end of the day, man, I think that was a, a great way to end the series and, and the show. Because I think, guys, at the end of the day, and we'll definitely cite that book, there's no doubt. There's going to be times where, you know, the accountability scale will, will, will fluctuate. You may never, ever get to where you want to be. It's a lifelong journey. But just know through this, this show and, and through our outlets in life that we're here with you. We need to put the work in. We need to find 
what matters down the road, and, and we'll go from there. But, Tommy, since this is really the last episode with full-on pledge sources, before we get into the last episode, episode 10, of course, I wanted, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a minute, so I'm going to make a minute. I wanted to express my gratitude and appreciation to this first series, and I want to say to everyone listening out there, please, uh, please stick with us. You know, we're, we're just, we're, we have stuck to the message since minute one of growing with you, and we couldn't be more grateful. We do it for people like you out there who are willing to put the work in and share thoughts and, and visions and always giving productive feedback. I just want to say thank you. Since this is our last real source episode, we'll have that going, and I'm going to give Tommy about a minute or two to express some gratitude before we sign off. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I remember our first little conversations about this how long ago, you know, and um, it'd be something to me to, to, to see it from first episode to now. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, living the, the, living the discussions that we have, you know, um, about finding our, our personal strengths and finding our personal weaknesses and, you know, um, and being able to, to notice a moment that is a good opportunity for us and then, and to be able to, to, to grab onto that and, um, all these little steps that we've we've determined throughout this this whole series that could be shortcuts or life hacks, no pun intended, to having a better life. Um, if if anyone needs answered why we're doing this, I just in my best way possible gave it to you. Um, our de- our decision to be better citizens, you know, maybe evolved a little bit into trying to help others do the same thing and and spread that that um that in that infection for lack of better words of of trying to be better and 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 trying to make better decisions and trying to be more organized or what whatever your personal reasons are I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you listening to us ramble um uh about things that that we find important and that we hope that we can use to better ourselves and better you guys as well. So again, from my heart, thank you so much. I really appreciate you listening to me. And I'm Philosopher Traveler. Reach out. Reach out. Use some of the sources that we've used and, and you know, get some motivation. Ask questions. That's what we're here for, you know, on air and off air, I guess. Um, thank you. I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate being able to do this. And I, pre- I appreciate you guys listening to me. Thank you, guys. That's going to conclude well, Series 1. Uh, the source episodes two and nine. We'll have one last episode for source for series one with no sources on episode ten. Stay tuned for that. And uh, as always, while time just comes out, have a great holiday season, and we'll see you for episode ten. And uh, stay blessed as well. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Human Touch. If you like what you hear, drop us a review of the show on all podcast providers that provide reviews. Want to be a part of the show's community? Feel free to reach out to the show's Instagram or the host KT and Tommy in any of the previous episodes linked descriptions. And we appreciate your support as the source of being the People's Podcast.